lie and lie low Hanging on with a push and shove Possession is the motivation It's hanging up the goddamn nation It looks like we always in our God, gotta love them. The combination of the two just make for a perfect soul, perfect, I don't know, they kind of bring that Bill Withers vibe to it. This is Drew Taylor. all together. Drew Taylor, I'm with Anthony Postigloni. No guests this week, but there is a reason for that. We got more pod chats coming up later this week. It's going to be great. We're going to have a guest to be named, to be announced. But the Making other reason... the last week. The other reason, this is our 20th episode. Happy yeah. 20th episode, Anthony. I did not it's know been that. It's been, been a long, long journey. <laughs> it has. Since uh, April or March, I believe. And uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. Just had the website, we've just had the web, website running for a little bit. And uh, it's going well. It's going well. But yeah. go back. Let's, let's go back to John Legend and the Roots here. I want to talk about them for a second. They do, uh, their album, it's called Wake Up, came out, I uh, believe, in... 09 or early 2010 and uh it was great i mean the whole the whole cd is great i feel like it's very unique which is another reason why to love it i never really listened to much of the roots or john legend i mean they just they just bring a uh kind of a a live vibe you hear so much you know the roots that's why the roots are you know so popular because they they bring that you know live instruments to this they put in a good live show mm-hmm well, not only not a good live show, but they just you know they play instruments rather than just a beat in the background. I'm not this uh, yeah, on nice. people that you know have put beats. Obviously, you know they're successful, but it's nice to get a different vibe. And the Roots are definitely the best at it. And John Legend, great singer, you know, great pianist. And uh, when you bring the two of them together, it's like gold to my ears. Match made in heaven. It is a match made in heaven. Jazzy, jazzy heaven. In the jazz heaven. In the jazz heaven. That one day, God forbid, when Bill Withers passes, God forbid, I'd hate that, but he will be the king. And here's another reason why I love the album. They do one cover on the album. And the cover is a song that Bill Withers only did live. He never recorded a studio uh, version of it. And it's called I Can't Write Left-Handed. It's about a guy who, based on a true story, it's about a guy who uh, got his arm, had to get his arm either amputated or it was blown off. I think it was blown off in the uh, in the war. We can't write left-handed. He just wants he just wants him to write a uh, letter to his brother. Let him know he's all right. <laughs> Anyways, that's just enough Bill with this talk. So, Anthony, how you been? It's, it's been about a week. That's why we're doubling up this week. We missed last week, so... 
Can try yeah, doubling up. Been been pretty good. Last week was pretty crazy. School is. Uh, in- School is what? Just had a test. Lagged out there. Pretty nice time of year. Um, had a couple tests and a couple big programming assignments due last week. So. So that's when you're just coding away. Or what? Anthony, wire on that one. But yeah. Time out. It's lagging a little bit. We need to to take a little break. This guy. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties on Podchats, but we're back. And uh, one of the things that was kind of big news today that I wanted to bring up, being a sports fan, was ESPN did not let uh, Hank Williams do the big intro song. Or they, they probably filmed it, but they took it up. They didn't air it tonight because of controversy in the world of Hank Williams. Dun, dun, dun. So, if you don't know, Hank best. Williams Jr. is the uh, very famous country singer, very accomplished country singer, got some, you know, great hits. And he does the, you know, beginning theme for Monday Night Football that he's been doing for so long, the video package. Anthony, you want to give a little, uh... <laughs> I believe he gets something like, Are you ready for some football? A Monday night party! And then yeah, and like, there's like muscle cars and explosions yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and then like, the, you know, they talk about the different teams that are playing, like, you know, The Giants and the Redskins are ready for Monday night! Mm-hmm. And then it leads into John Gruden and Mike Tirico. Yeah. I will say one thing about that song before we continue. That is so much better than the what they got going on Sunday Night Football. I literally can't watch Sunday Night Football because it puts me in such a bad mood when I hear... It's a, basically a copy, except the old people at NBC were like, let's get... But we gotta be, get a female singer because we want to be different from Monday Night Football. We can't get, like, a true, like, hard-hitting, you know, deep-voiced country singer, which would go great with football. Mm-hmm. No, let's get. I don't. I, I, is it Melissa Etheridge? I don't know anything about country music. I don't know. It's somebody, but Sounds it is right. the worst intro song in all of television. I'm pretty sure. In all of television. My <laughs> I mean, it's pretty Sunday awful. Night. Yeah, it's pretty. We awful. got Chris Collinsworth in the booth. I like how they gotta nuts. have it be a country and song because like, that's real oh, American. Like, I love Tony Dungy, but just so stale. Like and I know. it goes, it's like Bob Costas, St. Louis guy, I like him, but Bob Costas, Tony Dungy, Rodney Harrison, who's like who was a hard hitting safety in the NFL, but now he's like goody two shoes. It's like ugh, <laughs> ugh. I want to see you know, I want to see uh, the guy for the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Terry Bradshaw. I want to see him make a fool of himself. Just be you and Howie Long just have that ridiculous flat top haircut. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see on my football coverage. I don't want to see... You just want some, like, returns? Tony Dungy. Well, I talked Michael Vick into being a good person. It's like, well, good for you, Tony. Yeah. Add some flavor. Add some flavor. How about Tony Dungy <laughs> goes off one, once in a while on Sunday? Spice this. Spice this broadcast up. Saying the fucking Indianapolis Colts are 0-4 now after tonight's Monday Night Football game. That would be Indian awesome. The Indianapolis Colts are 0-4. You gotta pick that shit up. I don't care, Curtis Painter. I don't care who you are. Like, it, I, want, I want to see... Herm Edwards, one of the best on ESPN. He adds more flavor to ESPN. Between him and John Gruden, just so much flavor to ESPN that makes John watching Gruden. NFL coverage great. 
John Gruden is definitely a character. Not Chris Collinsworth. Well, <laughs> well, Randy Moss is one of the best wide receivers of all time. He can just sprint down the field and catch it. I can I can't listen to him anymore after playing Madden. You know, you know, my wife loves Brett Favre. Brett Favre's one of those guys that can just put on a pair of jeans and have a pickup football game. What are we in a jean commercial? Are we in a Wranglers commercial? Anyways, let's bring it back. Hank Williams. Hank Williams Jr. He uh got in a little trouble because he was on Fox and Friends this morning of Monday, October third, I believe. I believe. And uh Fox and Friends wanted to, you know, get somebody insightful on what's going on and, you know, the crisis of the politics today. So who better than Hank Williams, country singer? Because he is probably, you know, he knows what to do with this country. When I think political savvy, he's definitely on the list. Yeah, and Hank Williams, I mean, to credit Hank Williams, he took this interview very seriously. I mean... Uh, you know, you'd think Hank Williams would come just wearing like a t-shirt and some jeans, but no, uh, he he definitely came prepared. He was wearing, I believe, a flannel like vest or like a jacket and a rusty like trucker Alabama Alabama football hat. So he he really came prepared. Wasn't he rocking some nice glasses too? I believe. Some I believe well, I mean, that's Hank Williams Jr. Sorts. Classic. Mm-hmm. Can't take that away from Hank. And. To the surprise of uh, the people at Fox and Friends and everybody else, Hank Williams went a little nuts. Didn't exactly uh, have politically correct uh, politic talk, I guess. There was a... Uh, she, she asked him about a, uh, what was irking him about the uh, politics today. And he goes, well, it's that golf game. And I guess Obama and, like, Joe Biden and people played golf. And he's like, in the state of the government it is today, how dare they? And then he proceeded to mention that Obama playing golf with them is like Hitler playing golf with, like, Stalin or somebody else. (laughs) And the people of Fox and Friends were a little shocked. Maybe not the smartest choice of words on his part. No, and, uh... Disney, who owns uh, ESPN, didn't exactly like that comment. But in all honesty, like, when, when they saw what Hank Williams is wearing, and they're like, this is a country singer. Like, he, he, he's amazing at singing about country songs, which is just, you know, it's great. Why are we interviewing him? I mean, to, it's obvious, obviously it's to get, you know, their viewers who love Hank Williams like, hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, I get pumped up about it. Like, hey, I love Hank up Williams. Hank Williams. I saw Hank Williams on the TV this morning, <laughs> talking about Hitler and Obama playing playing a round of golf. He was angry about it. Yeah, although Hank Williams did say that there's nobody. He's like, they're like, who do you like in the GOP this year, Hank? Because I mean, he's going to provide some good insight, and he said nobody. So, nice. Hey. He's not so <laughs> is that, dumb is that after all he said? All. Was he just saying nobody, and then <laughs> he's not so he's not so stupid after all. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I, I just I just found it funny that Fox and Friends thought, you know, Hank Williams. You know, I, wa- I was watching ESPN on, but I don't remember if they played the intro or not. They didn't. Did you see no, it? They, they, they did didn't? not. Okay. They refused to play it. 
It was just pro- I didn't see it, but it was probably an awkward like intro, just like, close oh, up hey into there. Mike Tirico's face, just into Mike Tirico's face, and he's like sweating. He like maybe can't find his glasses. It's <laughs> like, uh, where was the intro? It's like, uh, hey, we're on Monday Night Football here. John Gruden is just like pumping himself up in the corner. I imagine it was pretty good co- uh, commentary from Gruden tonight. It was in Tampa Bay. That was pretty good commentary. What do you think of football this season? It's been kind of wacky. It's been a little crazy. I'm a little depressed, obviously. The Rams are 0-4, but there is still hope. An 0-4 team has made the playoffs before. I don't know who it was, but I did hear that mentioned today. They weren't talking about the Rams. I believe they are talking about the Vikings or Colts. But <laughs> Hey, it applies to the Rams, too. The and, Rams uh, are looking pretty... Uh... Pretty shaky right now. Not only are the Rams 0 and 4 on the year, but they are 0 and 4 at covering the spread on the year as well, which has given me losses every week on my NFL picks. If you guys want to follow my NFL picks, I have a losing record, and especially don't follow my locks. I'm pretty sure I've lost all of my locks except last week. Last week I got every one of my locks right which was satisfying. But this week, I went 0 for 3. 0 for 2 on my lock, and I lost my super lock. Of Buffalo, plus 3.5, and, and they won by 3. So that is my luck. It's been a pretty nuts season. Mm-hmm. Ryan's tearing it up. There's been a ton of big injuries. Yeah. Uh, more injuries. Uh, the comebacks this year. The Detroit Lions have, like, what? Two comebacks? Oh, yeah, the past oh, two yeah. weeks. Past two mm-hmm. weeks, they've been down by 20 points and ended up winning mm-hmm. the game. And this week, they tied the record for biggest comeback ever of 24. Or, that might be wrong, but 24 points was the comeback. In the fourth? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. How impressive. Well, Tony Romo blew it. Which, of course... So did Joe Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco also blew it. That Ravens-Jets game was they pretty... They still won uh, the game, though. Pretty because intense. Guess, yeah, they're good. Guess who just sucked a little bit more dick? Pretty boy, Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Pretty boy, yeah, Mark Sanchez. He's just going back and being a model in New York. That's like that's what he really wants to do. He's like using his football career to launch his modeling career. You see, probably. You watch. <laughs> yeah, when you he watch. retires, he's gonna have like his own his own cologne and everything. He's like the his next. He's like the line. next Ashton Kutcher. Like starts out as an underwear model and then maybe goes to acting. Although Mark Sanchez probably wants to stay an underwear model. Probably I could see him doing that. Just have a big billboard in New York City of one of those Hanes. <laughs> He's laying on his side. Have him in his underwear like one next to Michael pose. Jordan just l- looking at him like, what the fuck? That'll be the, the best ad ever. Speaking of football, um, I don't know if you've been following this much, Drew, but the whole hubbub about the conference realignment. Oh, yeah. And how the, the SEC... Here's the deal about conference realignment. The SEC does not want Mizzou at all, but I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, there's people. Do. I'm pretty sure people like Joe Clarkin, or somebody. It's probably Joe Clarkin. Joe Clarkin is like sending anonymous letters to like newspapers saying the SEC is ready to accept Mizzou. Because I, <laughs> I swear to God, there's like three different messages every week of the SEC's picking up Mizzou. And I feel like it's just Mizzou sending out those letters saying, like, oh, they want us. And the SEC is like, mm, we're not falling for it. 
Definitely it's going to happen. The only reason why it would happen is because it's like the SEC just gives up. They're like, oh, fine. <clears throat> it's kind of like that annoying, like that annoying little brother. He's like, can I just, can I hang out with you guys? Can I hang out with you guys? Like he's going to fucking annoy you like the entire time until he lets you, they just let you hang out. They're going to treat you like shit and they're going to beat the fuck out of you when you hang out. No man, we're gonna get you. Like, oh, getting... Fine, dude. Just fucking yeah, come along. But I'm letting you know you're gonna sit in the back seat, and if you say a fucking word, I'm punching you. And of course, Mizzou's gonna be in the back seat, just like, hey, what's going on up there? Hey, can I come up there? Can I come up there? And then Auburn and Alabama and Florida are just gonna be up front and be like, shut the fuck up. Unless he's gonna pull over to the side of the road and open the trunk, beat you up. Say, I swear to God, I'll stop this fucking car one more time. Swear to God, you're dead. Not true at all. And then Mizzou's gonna crumble. And, <laughs> and then they'll be the next Vanderbilt. Just you know, okay, we'll keep paying money just to stay in the conference, but they'll just get beat every year. Definitely not. I mean, they did get killed by ASU. Oh my God, you beat us by like what? Seven. <laughs> Whoa, one whole touchdown. Six? Yeah, if that even, that's not, I wouldn't consider that a uh, whooping. Well, I mean, we are 21st in the country, I believe, or 22nd, 20, 22nd, I think. We're pretty good. We'll see how you guys end up at the end of the season. I mean, we do play Oregon in two weeks, <coughs> so there's a win. Yeah. You can, Don't yeah. worry, it's in Oregon. You know how easy they are to beat at home. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that's on my bucket list is to go to a game in Autzen Stadium. They have pretty sick jerseys. All of their jerseys are so cool. Well, I mean, but you do you know about their stadium and how it's like one of the? It's basically like one of the top five loudest stadiums in the country. No. Yeah, it's the way it's built, and obviously, Oregon fans are like absolutely crazy about Oregon football. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the Nike started. I would be too if I was there. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, they always get the the best uh, training facilities is because Nike was started right there. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was... Uh, pre- what's what's the guy's name? I'm sure that's why they get all Whatever the guy's uh, name that invented Nike, he was a track star. He was a track star at uh, Oregon. And he he made, like, the shoe rubber or something himself. <laughs> oh, nice. Oop, forgot to turn my phone Oh, on. man, party foul. Party foul over here. So, that'll be, uh, it'll be interesting when we play there. We should do How have you well. been, Drew? What? How have you been? Mr. Segway over there. How have I been? <laughs> I've been good, man. I've been good. We had a pretty good time this weekend. I was just telling, uh, I'm going to play some Wu-Tang later in the podcast. And when I told Anthony that earlier, he gave me a strange look and didn't really know what to say. Well, I don't understand, because... Anytime you play Wu Tang, your immediate reaction should be, "Oh fuck yeah, some Wu Tang for a party, some Jizza, some Rizza, some Inspector Deck, some Raekwon." Unfortunately, that was not my response. No. I've never really been too into Wu Tang. Well, you should pick it up, man. Just listen to Wu Tang on Pandora Radio for like two hours, and then you'll be like, well, "Wow." Me, to be fair. Hmm. A lot of that's not Wu Tang. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, it, it, it's not like too like you can't. I don't like to listen to you know Wu Tang like after one after another. But they Pandora plays it enough. It's kind of the nice part about Pandora being so shitty 
is that they play the same people so much that it's good for like Wu Tang Clan radio because you you get them like once every three songs. Yeah, that's true. But if you're trying to listen to like actual like a mix of different songs, Pandora kind of sucks. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I've started using Spotify. Have you heard of Spotify? I've heard of it. Isn't it just like a once a month payment and you get all songs basically? Well, either that or you can do free, but there's ads and you're limited to like 20 hours or something like that. But you can just listen to any song you want? Well, yeah, any song that's on Spotify and they've had pretty much everything I've found and they also have radio stations. Um, Yeah, and I think the pay for is like five or six bucks a month for unlimited. Wow. I might have mm-hmm. to check that yeah. out because uh, I, get, I I have Pandora One, which is three bucks a month. Mm-hmm. That's not bad for no. unlimited Pandora. No, but like I said, Pandora like it's it they they do get pretty repetitive, and I don't know if that's, that's just because they have to or what. But I feel like they could design design better. Uh, I don't know mixes, I guess. Yeah, that's true, and I mean I don't know how often they go through and re. Songs they think are you know, or to yeah whatever radio station or whatever you're listening to yeah but I feel like they could do something with the uh, ups and downs system because if you vote it up then I don't know Pandora I thought you were going on a streak of that no votes and just to see what the radio station does oh, I, I still don't do that I I stopped voting I stopped re- doing up and down because people if you have Pandora do not you can vote down songs because then you don't have to hear it again. Sometimes I'll vote down a song if I, I just don't like the song. But if you vote up on songs, then they will only play those songs eventually. I have, I have some stations that are completely ruined because I've voted up so many songs that it just only plays them. It's like, I want something different every now and then. I like the songs. Up, I yeah. like the songs, but, you know, give me something different. That's the whole point of Pandora. I can listen to my iTunes if I want, but I want something different. Mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah, when you're listening to Pandora, you're just listening to, like... I don't really listen listen to Pandora. I just kind of use it as a background Yeah, I listen to it. Mm-hmm. But when I want to listen to my actual music is when, you know, get a boot up the iTunes or something, or the Spotify, in that case. Because you can have a library, library on that. I will definitely have to check that out. Oh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. But, uh... One of the things I wanted to talk about was I watched a fantastic movie the other night. It was, I mean, I, it wasn't, you know, absolutely, you know, blowing my mind, but it was an amazing movie. And it was, it's called Attack the Block. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. It's uh, directed by Joe and, and written by Joe Cornish, I believe, who's a British uh, director. And... Uh, Anyways, it's it, it's a movie. It was produced by Edgar Wright, and I think it, Edgar Wright had a or it was executive produced, but uh, he had some influence in it. And it's a British movie, and basically what it is is it's a uh, it's a like a alien movie where these alien creatures attack a uh, the ghetto of like London. It's called the Block. Naturally, and it's it it's follow it's based around uh, a young group of kids. It's kind of like a Goonies type, you know, like kind of, you know, that kind of group of kids. It's nothing, it's not like the Goonies, but it's that kind of group of, you know, young kids in a, as the protagonists in a movie. Mm-hmm. But it adds entry because they're all, they, I mean, they live in the ghetto. They're not exactly good kids, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, it's kind of got some comedy in it, 
but it's more of the sci-fi and uh, the one thing I just love about it is the portrayal of the creature of aliens in it is very, very cool. Why is that? I, I, I just don't, I don't want to spoil it. I can't spoil it. Spoiler alert. I can't spoil it. But, uh, definitely go, go see that. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned, did I mention I saw, I, I did on the last podcast, I mentioned that I watched Red State. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, you talked movie. about it a little bit. It was a good movie. Oh, and uh, one more movie, since we're talking movies, is uh, Man on Wire. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched that, actually, with Anna, like, maybe, not to sound like a hipster, but, like, a two years ago, maybe? year ago? year and a half ago? Yeah, are you talking about that because on Arrested Development lately, or uh, not Arrested Development, on uh, Modern Family lately? On the one of the recent episodes, <laughs> they did. Uh, an I, I haven't called, been, I haven't watched Modern Family in like over a year. Uh, they did it, one of the recent episodes was called Phil on Wire. Oh, uh, was he tightrope walker? Yeah. Oh. But yeah, well, did you watch that recently? Yeah, I watched it a couple days ago, and one of the because it, it's one of the most uh, highly rated documentaries, and it's the second highest rated movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. I didn't it's know that. It's 100% and has the second most number of reviews. But um, it's a great documentary, really cool, really intriguing. And it was made in 2008. But one of the things I, I, I really enjoyed about it and I was worried was that it was going to be overly about the Twin Towers and how they went down. If you guys don't know about the movie, it's a guy who tightropes between the t- Twin Towers secretly when they, they were being built. But anyways, I thought it was going to be, you know, it's 2008, and they could have done the obvious move of, like, bringing it back to, oh, the Twin Towers falling, and, you know, how much it, you know, he misses them, and blah, 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 like that. Which, Mm -hmm. obviously, I'm not, you know, we should, 9-11 was terrible, but uh, I'm glad they just focused on, about him, you know, about what they did. And it, 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 it it's kind of it's kind of remind, but it, it kind of puts a better feeling about nine eleven in your heart. Cause it's like, wow, he had so much passion for it, you know. For those. Well, buildings. I mean, a lot of a lot of the film was from when he was yeah. doing it. Yeah, I so know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of just, just brings it up by itself. They don't have to, you know, mention it or bring it bring it up to kind of have that nostalgia, I guess. Yeah. Which I really it's enjoyed. Real, real good uh, documentary. Mm. But, uh, oh yeah, so if one thing I also wanted to bring up about movies is DisasterDateNight.com. We changed up the website. Ooh. Yeah, y'all, everybody uh, just check out DisasterDateNight.com. We'll check up the website. It's really in the... Uh, new and improved? Well, yeah, but it's in the, the raw stages of the new website. Very, you know, raw stages. But it's much more, uh, it's much easier... For to access the reviews because they're in alphabetical order, it's really easy that way. Uh, it's it's really cl- it's much cleaner than the old website. So, uh, it's, like I said, it's still in the raw stages. We're still trying to add more stuff and get more stuff on there. But uh, check it out, and I think you'll uh, definitely enjoy it. In the last interview, I still haven't seen the movie, but uh, Roxanne, who I do the website with, interviewed Brad Pitt and Billy Bean. Really. Yeah, Brad Pitt and Billy Bean, and of course Brad Pitt pays, plays Billy Bean. So uh, that it's a gr- good interview. You can watch that on Disaster Date Night. But yeah, 
So check that out. Uh, we're gonna take a our first break here because this is gonna, like I said, shorten podcast uh, for our twentieth one because we, we got one more tick coming up this week. And uh, or here's our first break. Uh, Wu Tang, yeah, play some Wu Tang crane, some Jizza, some Rizza, some Inspector Deck, some Raekwon, some Ghostface Killer, some ODB. I'm excited to hear this. I'm sure everyone else is too. Yeah. Okay. Reunited, double LP, world excited, struck a match to the underground, industry ignited from metaphorical parables to fertilize the earth. Picking niggas cup, trying to burglarize the turf. Scatting off soft ass beats, them niggas rap happily. Tragically, that style deteriorate rapidly. Uncompleted missions, throwing your best known compositions. You couldn't add it up if you master addition. Where I come from, getting visuals, habitual. You more safe walking on hot coal and rituals. I splashed the paint on the wall, formed the mural. He took a look, saw the manifestation of it was plural. Rhyming while in pair, dart hits your garment. Pierce your internals, streamline compartments. Just consider the unparalleled advantage of a natural disaster that's impossible to manage. Bitch ass niggas counterfeit the funk. I smoke the feet of the skunk. Tree top of the trunk. Moonshine drunk, get monk. Yeah, get shrunk. The judge is stunk. I'll be fucking bitches by the dunk. My name Black. You words wanna play in my dirt? But stop my mama's shirt. Free lunch from the church. I come like a thousand dust. Bitch, you quiet at the bus. Making the fuss. I got self love. Ungloved the news. Watch a nigga transfuse. Dirty after the fuse, heavy at the booze. I don't walk, I get carried. Golden platinum frisbees on my wall, cooked improperly but commonly. I do what for you, right, brothers? The Indian, the soul man, had entered the white man, my grandfather. Step up and get knocked right the fuck out. Come to the cookout, dirty bitch at the mouth. You scared? Run around like the plane about to crash. Yo, yo, the red we Caligula, bigger dick, sex enigma, pistol, fertilize your stigma, stink box, order from P. Dot, MCs get stuck on ink blocks, air saw plugged in the sink box. Wu-Tang, what? Goddamn right, I was Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan. Of course. Ain't nothing to fuck with. What? No, nobody fucks with Wu-Tang. Of course, if you guys don't know, Wu-Tang Clan was drafted by the Asians... In the race draft. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember. Can't Damn forget that. Wu Tang. Wu Tang Clan are Asians now. Chappelle like show is probably one of my favorite sketch comedy shows of all time. Yeah, Chappelle show. That that sketch was one of the best sketches on that show. The race mm-hmm. draft. I believe Lenny Kravitz was drafted to the Jews. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods was drafted to the Whites. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was drafted to the uh, Blacks? I don't know. I forget. Or no, Tiger Woods was drafted to the Blacks. That's right. Tiger Woods was drafted to the Blacks. Uh, Oh yeah, and then the white people drafted Colin Powell. But (laughs) only on a condition with the black people that they have to take Condoleezza Rice as well. That's right. That's great. Yeah, that that show was great. Chappelle show. It it was. He he really put (laughs) racial... Racial comedy to a whole nother level. And I wish it was still on. It's a shame yeah. how it went out. 
Yeah, it's a shame how it ended. I mean, it was it's him and uh, a lot of people don't know, but Neil, it's it's him and Neil Brennan's show. Neil Brennan's a comedian, but he he writes basically, and he uh, he pops up in some episodes. But he's a white guy, but he pops up in a lot of episodes, just here and there. But uh, it's him and th- th- and they uh, had kind of a falling out. I think Comedy Central or somebody tried to pit them against each other, which of course happens in Hollywood. Which is why it's so amazing that Matt Stone and Trey Parker are still together. Money's always getting in the way. Yeah, that uh, doesn't that documentary air on Wednesday, right before the new episode? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, they did a, they're really doing a one-hour documentary uh, about. Uh, yeah, I watched this. Uh, I watched the sixty season. minutes on them. One of the things I talk about is uh, they're talking with the the woman. I forgot her name. She uh, she's been with them on South Park throughout the entire time as a producer, and. Uh, she said, yeah, a lot of times, there's been multiple times when, like, people in Hollywood have tried to split them apart. And she says, all every single time, they just, they always have each other's backs. And look where nice. they got them. Nice. So, yeah, is that, I mean, I was just uh, talking about the other day, one of the things, South Park's so great, I mean, it has the freedom. They, they turn the episodes in, like, the day of. That's crazy. Yeah, how current they can make it. Yeah, I mean, and how topical every episode is and there's always you know like not a hidden message but there's always you know an obvious kind of comedic message to each episode how do you feel about the first part of this most recent season drew of what like the part they aired in the spring of this season that they're doing oh there was a couple there was a couple of episodes that were just like weird like i like the uh i forgot what episode but there the crack baby basketball that was a great episode that was a pretty good episode. Cartman that was, was hilarious uh, in that episode. Cartman, Cartman going to the uh, the Buffalo or the Colorado Buffaloes like athletic director or the school dean or the school president or whatever, and asking them how they acquired their slaves, their, <laughs> yeah. their basketball players. That that's another thing. Yeah, <laughs> how do you guys? Classic how do you Cartman. guys make? So you guys make millions off these people, and they don't get paid at all. It's like, well, there are athletes. <laughs> God, that's that. We we're just we were talking about conference realignment. That's all conference mm-hmm. realignment. It's all about the, the money. It's all about the money, and the SEC is just making so much, too much money, and the players are making jack. But that being said, there's always sketchy business going down. Like always Miami. sketchy business. There's a reason why schools keep getting NCAA violations, and it's because impo- it's impossible for kids. To go to be the star of a school, if you're the star of Alabama football, you know how many crazy people want to give you just everything in the world that will do oh, yeah, anything. That's true. They will bow down to your feet, and you have, to, you have to say no, no, no. I can't take anything. Can't take anything. Can't take anything. But unfortunately, they get a browbeat into their you know head so much that they're like, well, I you know what what they're gonna find out if I go to this function you know or something like that. I think a lot of it has to do with the boosters, too, when they're recruiting them, giving them gifts and stuff. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. I forgot what school it was. It might have been, like, Tennessee that was accused of, uh, like, having girls sleep with them. Or, no, no, it wasn't Tennessee, but it was, uh, Sports Illustrated or ESPN the magazine did a random poll of, like, anonymous poll of college athletes that was all about the recruiting Mm-hmm. Like how sketchy recruiting is, and it is very sketchy. 
A lot of yeah, players like get, I mean, most players get offered stuff they, they're not supposed to. And there was a certain percentage of people that said they got offered sexual favors when they were on their recruiting visit. <laughs> that's pretty now, awesome. Now, I don't know if that's, you know, Coach Lane Kiffin at USC now telling people, hey, you're telling girl. He probably, Lane does. Lane's like, hey, ladies. Because <laughs> Lane, Lane Kiffin hangs out with all the students. He doesn't hang out with old people. That's what his dad's for. Monty. He's got better things to do. He's got better things to do, like hang out with the ladies. He's like, hey, we need him next year on this team. We need him. He's fast. <laughs> hey, you, how do you think Vontez Burfitt got to this school? <laughs> Vontez. Where did, he, where did he play high school? Vontez had to step <laughs> one foot on this campus and said, I'm sold. <laughs> he played in uh, Compton, I believe. No, or not Compton. Uh, Corona, California. or I don't, I, Somewhere. In California, Southern California. He was originally committed to USC, and then he left. Really? That's interesting. But, so, yeah, Vontas, he's, he's quick. But, sketchy, sketchy business going on in the world of the recruiting. Always is. It's always about the money. Mm-hmm. Everything's... The- yeah. Uh, real quick, when we were talking about a break, I just saw we, I just saw this that we were mentioning, is Ron Paul is at it again. Like I said, mentioned, Ron Paul's got some quirky comments from now and then. I, uh, I I like Ron Paul's ideas. I like a lot of his ideas, but some of his stuff is a little off, you know? He doesn't... I mean, yeah, he's a little crazy. Yeah. But the one thing I do admire is that he sticks to his guns about what he believes in. That's the... I mean, that's one of the best things. He, he doesn't care. He's going to tell you what he thinks. In the debates, when... Uh, in the, one of the debates, he's like, you're just going to kill an innocent man or something like that and people were like cheering i'm like oh my god we are we are all screwed if this is who's voting on people for president you know and all seriously. screwed but he he doesn't change his, I mean, he doesn't he's he's he doesn't change you know that's one of the things it's it's almost like seeing an honest politician. Who knows how honest Ron Paul is, but it's almost. I mean, I, I feel like he's. I feel like he's pretty honest. He's always been upfront about his. But the thing is, there's no such thing as an honest politician. You can't get to where you are. I don't think nowadays. I would disagree. I feel like Ron Paul's pretty straight now. I mean, he does have hundred percent sure. But, but anyways, let's let's get back to brass tacks. This crazy, not crazy, I guess, but he. On today, accused Ron or President Obama, or of uh, or he didn't accuse him. He said that he could possibly get impeached as president <laughs> for targeting the killing of uh, an American-born Al Qaeda leader named uh, Anwar Al 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 I probably pronounced that incorrectly. I mean, it's interesting. I guess they'll never do it. I don't know. I think he's. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Just trying to stir up some noise, get some get some. Well, I mean, it'll be I mean, it, the chances of this going anywhere are very, very, very slim because it's going to mm-hmm. depend on how much the media picks it up. And we all, we've we've already proven that the the media doesn't care about Ron Paul. No, not really. Although he was on the Daily Show. Um, I saw that sometime last week. I forget what. Yeah, it, forget what it night. was last week. Yeah. I thought he had a pretty good interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all right. I mean, it was okay. But uh, it, it, it's... I mean, John Stewart was kind of feeding them... For the ha- first half of the interview, it was kind of just feeding them, you know, easy 
fun questions. I wish oh, I well, yeah, but they also they put the whole interview online. Yeah, I got to watch it. I still haven't seen the whole interview, so I got I to gotta watch it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> another thing that's yeah. funny about Ron Paul is uh, Bill O'Reilly on the O'Reilly Factor uh, had an internet poll of who is going to win the uh, GOP. And over 50,000 voted, but Bill O'Reilly says, now we have to me- we have some bad news. That's a, that's a direct quote. We have some bad news. Uh, we get, there's a lot of, or the Ron Paul and Herman came camps tell their supporters to go flood these polls. So, of course, the, the numbers were, are skewed. And then he, go, he proceeds to say, so let's take out, we, so we have to take out Ron Paul and Herman Cain. Uh, and then it goes Mitt Romney, Michelle Bach, or Mitt Romney, Newt Gingrich, Michelle Bachman, or Gr- and then Perry. Third, oh, fourth, fifth, and sixth. It's like what? What's That's the point ridiculous. of taking a poll on the internet if you're not going to take it serious? You you can just dictate what answers are wrong. You just be like, you know what? Uh, there are a bunch of people that flooded these two answers. Not that. The obvious answer isn't that people legitimately... Can you imagine if scientists did that? <laughs> scientists, when they were collecting data, data, if they're, like, polling people or something, they're just like, oh, uh, you know, do, do you like to drink alcohol on, uh, you know, how many times do you drink alcohol a, a week? And the people that said, like, one to two times a week, they're just like, no, you don't, you guys don't count. That that doesn't happen. That never happens. Or like what's your, hey, what's your favorite candy bar? Do you guys like Snickers? You guys like Sn- Snickers doesn't count. This guy's got their results. Half of us said Snickers. No, Snickers doesn't count. Snickers, it, it, it's 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 too like too many things in one. They have peanuts in it. They don't count. Just like wait a second, you working for Milky Way? And they Some are. Sketchy and they are Some working for Milky business. Way. They're Some working for business. Milky Way and Skittles this entire time. And they're just. I didn't know those two companies were related anyway. Mm-hmm. Skittles, <laughs> Skittles are the Democrats, and Milky Way is the Republicans. Because they're multicolored. I don't know. <laughs> I imagine. I, I, I'm, what, what's what's like the most hardcore candy, and then what's kind of like the more soft liberal candy? I don't know. We would have to. Would I would have say to like. A I would say that. like a peppermint patty is the Democrat. <laughs> We'd have to conduct a poll for that, Drew. Well, I mean, we could only take so many answers. We 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 just have right in answers. Yeah. And then the most popular one wins. Obviously. But in all honesty, if we did, it's, if we did take a poll of, if like. we did take a poll of that, and we had right in answers, we'd probably get some votes for Ron Paul. Probably. It'd probably be peppermint patty is the government. We'd have to ignore those though, because. Well, he doesn't there. count. <laughs> his, his camp floods the polls. Plus Herman Cain, just don't count the black guy. He'll never win. <laughs> that's never that's never happened before. Bill O'Reilly. Dude, he's he's he doesn't care. He's bald. There's some hilarious, there's some hilarious characters on Fox News. There's I some, enjoy there's some hilarious characters everywhere. Yeah, news. but it's, yeah, especially on Fox News. I enjoy Fox and Friends in the morning sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> You can't just look at Fox News though. I mean, you got like some, you got some Rush Limbaugh's out there. Oh yeah, there's some crazy people out there. I'm always a fan. I mean, we've talked about it a bunch, but Alex Jones is entertaining oh, to God, listen to. Oh he's so oh, entertaining. Yeah. He is, he is so entertaining. He's the one that's doing it right. 
Because, like, he's making entertainment out of, like, silly stuff, like conspiracies. Yeah, he believes in it, obviously, but, I mean, he's making good entertainment out of silly stuff. He's not, like, pulling a CNN and making, like, entertainment out of, like, stuff that needs to be serious, like, we need to not joke around and not, like, interview Hank Williams on TV. Mm -hmm. Let's interview somebody who reads books. Somebody who is a historian of, like, politics and can tell. Let's interview somebody who knows about the falls of empires. Because I feel like that could be happening in America. Definitely country singer. I mean, don't, I mean, just trying to break off of what I said, don't you think there's a possibility that we could be seeing the end of the American quote-unquote empire? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't? I mean, no, definitely not. I mean, I mean, but you just but the thing is, you go back in history, and you, I mean, it's proven that no no empire survives. I mean, our economy kind of sucks right now, but our military is ridiculous. Like we have we have a pretty insane military because we spend so much money on it. So well, I mean, I know, economically, I'm not saying I'm not saying we're going to go from you know first to last immediately, and I'm not saying China's going to take us over. But don't you think that there's somebody in the Asia or China or somebody or even I, I don't think anybody in Europe somebody in you know maybe somebody like Indonesia those kind of countries I don't know hey Anthony's uh, we can see each other on Skype and Anthony's giving me weird looks right now I apologize Indonesia. I'm trying to bring some thing. insight on maybe the future I don't know about Indonesia, but, but anyway, go. We probably, won't see, we probably won't see the end of the Empire, because, let's face it, we're all going to be robots anyways when singularity happens. <laughs> singularity. It all comes back to the it singularity. It all comes back to singularity <laughs> on Podchats. This is singularity chats. We don't even call Podchats anymore. Everything comes back. Good. Everything comes back, you know why? Because everything's coming together in the singularity. Yep. Yep. <laughs> There's a reason why we keep thinking about it. It's because it's happening. It's all coming together. It will be interesting once... Because you know how they're having the race to create uh, artificial intelligence? I mean, yeah, they have the supercomputers like Watson and stuff who... Mm. Oh, God, that's what I wanted to Did you Have you seen the two computers? Uh, they set up two, like, computers that have that can have thoughts and conversations. They had them talk to each other. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Within one minute computers started lying to each other. Really? What does that tell us about, hmm. wait a second, maybe we should slow down on this whole let's create artificial intelligence. They started lying to I'll each other. Uh, Where did you see that? Uh, you, look up on YouTube. That. Like, two computers lie to each other. They start saying, like, I am blah blah blah. It's like, no, you are not blah blah blah. It's like, yes, I am blah blah blah. They just argue and they, they lie to each other. It's It's very... Kooky to see. Okay, I'll have to check this out. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a breakthrough eventually of artificial intelligence. You have to imagine. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, do you well, think? I mean, who knows? Do you we'll think see. when somebody creates like an, a really smart, like you know, artificial intelligence, do you think it's going to be a domino effect, or do you think it's going to be just like big news and then kind of slowly bring it in? Well, I mean, like any technology, it's probably going to be super expensive to implement very well first, and then it'll eventually become cheap and really available. 
like DVD players. <laughs> kind of. Only it'll DVD be a little different because like it'll be bucks. more software. Yeah, and it would be, I feel like the bigger leap would be, well, not necessarily a bigger leap, but once we have artificial intelligence, integrating that with... Uh, the human you know, cell? With Steph. Yeah, with Steph or, you know, maybe with robots or whatever. We would eventually have to get the mechanical and all that totally down and combine that with the intelligence before... If, if the Berenstein Bears apocalypse doesn't really? happen... <laughs> if the Berenstein Bears apocalypse doesn't happen, I can imagine... Uh, one of the best movies that predict that kind of predicted the future is Wall-E. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, you can see that. I mean, it, I it's, totally got, it that. it's obviously like a funnier look at like America and like you know consumerism. But it is funny how they just you know they're in their chairs just floating or like you know scary. All wearing the, just jumpsuits of different colors. They're all super fat, and they all just get stuff thrown at them and everything. Yeah. I feel, I feel I feel like I saw something. I, see that. I don't know if it's some area or it was just an idea. I think I saw it on Reddit, but uh, of higher taxes on like fatty foods and like unhealthy foods. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Taxing. It was in some European country. I saw that it was the other European day too. I-, I like that idea. Yeah, it's interesting. But I was reading and I saw that um, they were just taxing stuff with like higher fat and. A couple other things, which of those things aren't necessarily the mm. things that are really bad for people. Yeah. It's all the processed stuff. All the processed stuff. All I mean, it's I see it in Walmart like every day. Like you see, you know, families and they're just buying. I mean, I ate a shit ton of the unhealthy food as a kid, but there, it, it's just it's hard to see when they're just buying all like sugary cereal, just sugared cereal, sugar, like everything, and it's like God. And it's hard when you see the young kids when they're already, like, they already don't have a chance. Oh, man. When they're already just real chubby. Yeah, I I mean, it's from Food Inc., and I don't know how, uh, it's highly acclaimed, I don't know what some of the stats, if they're, you know, true, but one of the things they did say was that 50% of kids that are minorities in uh, this country, 50% of these kids will develop diabetes. That's ridiculous. That's bad news bears, especially for uh, something that does not have a cure. It has, you know, something that helps. But that's especially... And if they're low-income families, it's how are they going to afford, you know, the insulin and everything? It's bad news bears central. We got problems in this country. <laughs> Everybody should just start eating healthy. Yeah. Everybody listening, <laughs> go start Just eating. do it. You can do it's it. It's that simple. I mean, it's, it's not really that simple, man. I know. I was kidding. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. A lot of the time, high quality, like, good stuff is more expensive. Than the- it's more expensive. Yeah. It takes longer to cook, man. It's a mm-hmm. lot of lazy people in this country, and it's... you. Can, I do it all the time. You can go through, you know, McDonald's, get something right now. Go get some uh, Tokyo Bowl or whatever, what's mm-hmm. it called? Kyoto Bowl. Kyoto Bowl. Order some Pong Pong Chinese. Mm, there's some free advertising. People at Pong Pong, I know you're listening. People at Pong Pong, hey, hook me up next time. <laughs> hook me up with some free Kung Pao beef. It's delicious. Can't be good Chinese food. Oh, it's unhealthy, but it's delicious. And it puts you in that, you know, Chinese food coma. You eat it and mm-hmm. then you just pass out and. 
like a bear for like three months. But then when you wake up, you're hungry again. Hmm? But then when you wake up, you're hungry again. Yeah, because you're like, oh, Chinese food. Because the Chinese food just stretches your stomach out so much that you get the stomach of like the four stomachs of a cow combined. And you're just like, oh, I want want to stuff this with more Chinese food. It's the rice. It's a problem. Oh, it's the rice. Just fills. It doesn't fill you up. Expands in your stomach. It's good food, though. It is. Anyways, like I said, this is a uh, shortened version of the podcast this week. Look forward to a later podcast this week. It's been a good one. Had a little technical difficulties in the beginning, but we got it all sorted out. Anthony can apologize for that later. <laughs> was all Drew's internet? Mm, I don't think so. Mm-hmm, for sure. But, uh, all right, guys, we're out of here. So, uh, I'm Drew Terrell. Anthony, it's been a good pod chat. This is our 20th episode. As always. Thank you if, you keep, if you're listening. Thanks for listening. Makes me happy. Makes me happy that you mm-hmm. listen. And mm-hmm. uh, also the website. People that go to the website. Makes me happy they're going to the uh, website. Jack, yeah, yeah NFL picks. I got NFL picks. I got fight picks coming up this weekend. Uh, I did fight picks last weekend. They're, I I enjoy you know writing it, so I'll do some more predictions for the fights this weekend. We got Gray Maynard, Frankie Edgar, three. After the draw in the championship fight, they're finally getting it down to see who wins. Can't wait. Then you got another title fight, Jose Aldo, Kenny Florian at 145. Gotta love it. Jose Flory or Jose Florian. Jose Aldo is a fucking beast. He will leg kick Kenny Florian to death. You also got Brian Stan versus the return of Chael Sonnen. After the destruction oh, of Anderson Silva, he's back. He's got the talk to back it up. He's not talking trash against Brian Stan. He likes Brian Stan. He's an American hero. God damn it. Talk about staunch Republican, Chael Sonnen. That guy was running for a seat at one point in the Republican really? Party. Yeah. But he had some money laundering. Uh, like I said, there's no such thing as an honest politician, even a fighter. He had some money Can't laundering issues. everywhere. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, UFC, if you're going to order it, go to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, people. If you're not a fight fan, go to Buffalo Wild Wings on a Saturday night when the fights are going on. Watch them and tell me you're not a fight fan after that. Because Saturday's fights are going to be the shit. Look for those picks. Anything else to say, Anthony? Uh, no, not really. Follow, follow no, me on Twitter. Really. Anthony underscore post. Yeah, Anthony underscore here. post. Check out the website. Check out the website, podchats.com. So, uh, this is a great song that I'm about to play. And, uh, enjoy the rest of your day slash night. Bye. We can remember Swimming in December Heading for the city lights Nine, seven, five Sharing each other Nearer than father Scent of the lemon Drips from your
feeling stronger 